When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sits around in his underwear. <laughs> Appropriate. Our producer sometimes sits around in his underwear. You know what I'm saying, Rod? At work. At work. Yeah. Sometimes. That's a wild story, man. Ty's a wild dude. Well, we haven't shared the uh, probably good time in the Fabulous Fifth Hour from uh, last week when, when my little dog came over and took a, took a deuce right in front of us. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. awesome. That's what she thought of the show. That's what he she. <laughs> She doesn't do that very often. I don't know what was going on that day. Mm -hmm. But we're at the uh, uh, the Onion Creek uh, Studios here. And, yeah, she uh, she walked right over here and said, uh, how do you like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, and walked off. See ya. Yep. Yeah, just let her outside, too. She She had just gone out. It's like, no, I want to drop it right here. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Did you see where, uh, speaking of dogs, you see where Kirk Herbstreet took his dog to the uh, National Championship game the other night? I've heard his dog, uh, one of his. Uh, oh, Herbie? Her- Herbie? Yeah, he's got a oh, he's been dog. he's been bringing that dog everywhere. Yeah, and it was at yeah. the it was down on the field. It's like a golden retriever. And like all the players are coming up and yeah. and petting on the dog, and uh, mm-hmm. that dog's gotten famous. Yeah, he's been. I think he's got an old Twitter account and social media account. He's been bringing it uh, this year to all of his games, and I don't know why. Even some of his NFL games, I think. He and apparently, it. like while they're calling the game, he'd see, the dog sits underneath the console there and just lays there. It's a really good dog. Because it's a good dog. It's a great dog. Good yeah. dog, yeah. So we have the dog here at the, uh, the Onion Creek Studios, and that's mm. the first big accident, right, that we've had. Yeah, she's in the good. time she's, we've been doing the show here. She's been a good dog. She was she having. She doesn't do much, but she was having like a she was having a bad day. She had a bad morning. Mm. Happens, happens. Ty had, had one on Monday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that simple. Is this uh, Brock producing our show right now? Hello, Brock. I yes. can hear the hear a little giggle now. Brock was at the scene of the crime because Rod and I are on location uh, doing the show. Brock, uh, how is it going producing Bob Cole's show uh, this, uh, these, this week? It's going good. Yeah, Eric's in Colorado, so I'm taking over for him this yeah, week. Our man Eric E. Rains is up at the uh, yeah. Music Fest on yeah. Steamboat. Nice. Yeah. Which has been, I, I st- every time that happens, I go, i got to go to that. And I still have not gone. Have you <laughs> seen what he's been posting? It's beautiful. Oh, it's so amazing. Uh, it is, it, you know, it's John Dixon. John Dixon, how about that? You put it on Music Fest. John Dixon. Uh, who I, I've known, Mark, my kids went to school with him, but he's been doing that. He, he started that, Rod, 30-plus years ago. He went to Texas State, and he used to go skiing in Steamboat and decided, you know what, and he was doing music booking here. Hmm. He's like, you know what I should do? I should do a music festival up in Steamboat. That place is beautiful. Okay. And get all my, my, my music guys to come. And they started it, and here we are three decades plus later, and they're still doing it. Hmm. Uh, cool. yeah, yeah, John Dixon's a good dude, and yeah. uh, that is a – it sells out. I mean, it's one of those things they – now, they now do one – in the summer, kind of the same thing down in Cabo. So if you want to go to the summertime, you like skiing in the slopes and the snow. Oh, gotcha. You yeah, go nice. to Steamboat. If you want to go to Cabo and do the beach, and but it, you know you get to watch all your favorite musicians, and um, you know Texas musicians. And it's a really cool event. So Eric Rains with Coke FM goes up every year, and uh, punches back, uh, you know, pumps back in stuff. Does he do the show in the morning up there, or is he off there, Brock? No, he's off. It's just me and Bob. Me and Bob. Has Bob got a nickname for you yet? Yeah, he calls me Boudin Brock. 
which <laughs> I've never had boudin before. And up until when I went to New Orleans a couple weeks ago, I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I have no idea where that came from. But Boudin Brock. Boudin. Yeah, right. now he just calls That's me Boudin, though. <laughs> I love it. He's got, he has a nickname for you, but then a couple of shows, if you ever work with Bob, that's just kind of – and you do that in locker rooms, Rod. Everybody's got a nickname. Yeah. Oh, everybody's yeah. got a nickname. Yeah. Uh, w used to do that. Remember George W. George W. Bush would always have a nickname. Everybody a nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the press corps and whatnot. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, all right, so Brock's here. Now, Brock, you saw Ty on Monday. We heard Ty. I, I will tell you, when I first talked to Ty Monday morning, when I checked in with him, when we connected – uh, I could tell something was wrong. I was like, are you all right? He, he was, was not like, looking good. He was not. Yeah, he didn't feel. He didn't, we he we, we like determined, it. and don't come after us, authority. We determined he shouldn't have driven himself to work that morning. But he got up and didn't put pants on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't I, put pants on. I had to let him. He, he lost his key. I had to let him in the door. I was like, dude, where the hell are your pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he lost the key a while back. That, yeah. that, that was something that's been uh, in the weeks. That's been weeks in the making. Yeah, he's got a wallet that he has to go pick up somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. He, he, we're, we're trying to get this, this is a guy separate. Online. The pants are a separate issue than the key. The key card. Yeah, the key card, yes. It's, you, you need the key <laughs> close to you because he can't get in our building without it. Oh, so, man. A, 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 am I correct on verify, verifying this information, Brock, that the first time Patai realized he wasn't wearing pants was when you informed him or asked him, hey, where are your pants? No, no, that's not true. He got out of the car. So, like, all last week I was having to let him in because he didn't have a key. And so he called me on my way over. He was like, hey, how far are you? I was like, I'm, oh, I'm 10 minutes. That was, that was a lie. I was running late. I was like 15 or 20, but I didn't want him to know that. <laughs> and so he was like, okay, good, me too. And then we pulled in at the same time. Which I was like, okay, that's weird. He said he was like 10 minutes behind me. He gets out of the car. He was like, man, I'm so tired. I, uh. Got to put on pants. I was like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like, he, he left, turned around to go get pants, and then came back. That makes sense, right? I was like, oh, you went back and got them? He goes, no. He just steps out wearing boxers. No. Which, at 5.30 in the morning, that's fine, right? There's nobody here. But when he's leaving at, like, noon, and there's, like, law firms next door. And yeah, <laughs> doctors, offices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very, very respectable citizens oh, of society. Yeah. Wow. Hey, somebody, I, somebody texted in, Ty. They asked, uh, where were your keys? Where were you keeping your keys if you don't have any pants? That's what I was asking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I was keeping them in my pocket. Or I guess I didn't have pockets. Uh, in my hand. I don't know. I threw them in my car. <laughs> That's how you lose stuff, Ty. Oh, I love these stories. You didn't have it's a jacket good. on either? You just Because it was cold that day. Hey, hey, Rod, let me ask you a question. Man, the shrinkage going on must have been serious. We're trying to bring our man Ty along. He's getting better. He's, he really is. He He's is doing good. He is. I mean, last year, all he did was almost burn his house down and kill himself. So, yeah. uh, well, we're getting there. Saved by we're his roommates. Saved by his roommates and a fire alarm. Oh, uh, we're getting there. Uh, but, uh, but, but, Rod, let me ask you this. Percentage chance that if you somehow left your house without pants on, that upon determining that you don't have pants on, what is the percentage chance you wouldn't go back oh, and get the pants? I would definitely go. It's a 100% <laughs> chance I'm heading back to get pants on. You're going to call me say, hey, yoga text, man, text I might be a little late. Emergency. <laughs> emergency came up. I'm going to be a little late. And if you, one day you I can't be late, though. There, there is no late. Well, we could have for that. If you'd have called me and said, "Hey, e, I forgot. I don't didn't put my pants." on. I would not tell people. By the way, the reason I was going to be late, I'd be like, "I'm late. An emergency popped up. It's a it's a family emergency. It's personal." I, yeah, I, I, I try to get here at all costs, no matter what. I know you, you do. did. You were devoted. No, no. You. That's what I said. I gave you props. You were dedicated. I respect you more now after not wearing pants to work than I respected you before. And I never thought I would say that before. <laughs> respect okay, you more it, it, is, for not having pants. Is on. me forgetting the pants because of the gummy, or me throwing up? 
on myself on the way to work on my pants and not being able to wear pants at work worse. And it wasn't because yeah, I was well, hungover or anything. Well, I, I, I had bad stomach acid issues in the morning. It's uh, been fixed since I had my sinus surgery, but I had a rough morning where I dry heaved and threw up on myself in the car. Couldn't avoid it. That's not as bad because that's something you like you say you can't avoid. Like you, that's not all your fault. Uh, this it wasn't decisions that you made, bad decisions you made that put you in that predicament. This situation, you you not uh, you basically not being aware <laughs> that you're pantsless. <laughs> that was all you're doing. You put yourself in that oh, situation. Yeah. You tried a gummy that was way too strong from gas some station. random smoke shop gas station or whatever. <laughs> And then you ended up there. So that was all on you. This started with a bad decision you made, and that's why you ended up pantsless. Awareness sometimes was I at an all-time low. That yes. <laughs> we, we talked about a sitcom for Ty. I mean, sometimes he feels like our Kramer. You know what I mean? He's just our Kramer, oh, right? Yeah. That, that's something that would happen to Kramer. <laughs> but that, no. That, actually, that is. That's an episode that happened to Kramer. Remember Kramer was telling his stories, uh, and one of his stories was that he, he went and got his pants cleaned the very pants he was wearing at the time. <laughs> he got them dry cleaned. And he got the, the pants that he was wearing, he went and got them cleaned. And it was like, so where have your pants? I was wearing them. I was wearing them. So, yes, that is a very Kramer-like story. Wow. That is that is wonderful. Uh, so, yes. And, Rod, if you ever leave the house without pants on, you're perfectly fine. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll it carry it until you get here. I don't think I could ever be that out of it. And I, I've been out of it before. I've never been that out of it where I forgot. I've been out of it where wore the shirt, put a shirt on wrong, inside, inside out. out or something. Sure, sure. Your socks, two wrong socks or I, something. I told you I wore two, two separate tennis shoes one time. Yeah, you know what I mean? I've been that I mean, out it of it. Same size. It wasn't like life. And, like, I, I didn't feel the need to, to – make everyone else wait on me i felt like i oh, you know. thank you ty that is that is a that is a a, a selfless ty? act you know what ty I'm a, I'm a, i got some advice for you put an extra pair of pants <laughs> i looked i looked <laughs> no, i usually i usually have like a full dresser <laughs> in my car for so. a sweatpants or something a, a guy like you the life you live and your lifestyle you should have a change of clothes in the car i almost always all, do Yes, because you live a change lifestyle that's very chaotic and erratic. You just need change of clothes in the car, an extra toothbrush in the car. I got you. that. Uh, well, that can look <laughs> yeah. that can look bad. That can look bad. No, no, these are things that you need in your car because you. It's like, it's like the uh, the CIA guys who have like the escape kit. Yeah, you yeah. need. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you need a tie life kit. You live in that tie life. You need a, just a tie life kit, man. A pillow, I had, I had uh, a an extra change of clothes, I had and a, a sweatshirt to wrap around myself at the very least. You know, that's I, good. I, I was well, that, that helped. Oh, you know what? Uh, you, should, you should put a kilt in there. There you go. Oh, nice. That nice. would then that would that then your story would end in yeah, a humorous awesome. fashion. I get I forgot my pants, but I do have a kilt in my trunk. I didn't, so I wore a kilt. You all know, day. actually, now I think about it, I think I do have some lederhosen from around <laughs> Halloween in my car. I could have thrown your Oktoberfest ventures. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man. Oh, what um what, what was it like when you left at noon and you did have to walk through the law firm and down to the doctor's <laughs> office? And I, no 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 issues. I <laughs> scurried to the staircase and and it exited very quickly before anyone could see me. <laughs> but at that point, like I said, I was, still, was, I was still very like out of it. At that, I went I, home I and will, I slept I will confirm for the entire that, day. Oh, I like, would love to see that footage. Even after the show was over, I was like, I, I'm going to call and check on Ty. He, I was worried about you. I thought you were depressed or something. It just sounded like you were down. I was like, man, are you okay? He goes, I didn't sleep last night. Yeah, I remember saying he didn't sleep. <laughs> man, I, I didn't hear this story. Oh, man. I would love to see the footage, the uh the the the, the 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 obviously this the camera footage of you scurrying down the hallway to the stairs and then out of the stairs on the first floor out the door because I'm sure there's a camera somewhere that has that footage it is probably amazing yeah no <laughs> let's let's much. let's burn that footage <laughs> That's great. yeah well uh, it's not it a part is, of Ty's good, challenges good. on Instagram that one won't be that good one. Good no. to Ty. 
we good. need to we need to come back to some of those ties challenges. That but that was time. fun. That was really good. That was a good story, man. Oof. We can't top that. We can't top that. That's 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 the peak of the show today. We said it. No. We, you told the story at seven thirty, and I don't think we've topped it since. No, we won't. We can't <laughs> beat that. I mean, there's just some stories that are that, that'll that'll live on in infamy. <laughs> Um, yeah, for sure. But, uh, all right, so so we'll see where we go from there. But we are going to go behind the burnt orange curtain coming up. We're talking wow. Texas basketball with a big win last night. Uh, the upsets in college basketball. Mm. This time of year we start turning your attention to some hoops. And uh, uh, it's good to see the Horns get a nice win. You played the sound. And who said that, Rod? The, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the bounce Rodney back Terry. game. He, big game. And, you know, look, Rodney Terry, every, he knows the narrative out there that, you know, they, they should have gone outside the program to hire a new coach and mm. you know, that kind of stuff. He understands that. Uh, he's got to put together a roster, and anytime you make, you know, say, you know, talk about the reasons, it's going to be sounding like an excuse. But they are inserting their best player back into the rotation, you know, right before Christmas. So that's a challenge right now. And you know, this Rod, I mean, this is a new roster for the most part, outside of Tyrese Hunter, Brock Cunningham, and Dylan Mitchell. So everybody else is new, and they've never played with Dylan Dessou. Never played together. I mean, they've never yeah. played with this guy, and yeah. he's your he, the offense runs through him. So it's going to be a learning process. And for, for Dylan DeSue, too, he's never played with these guys. Yep. Now, he's, he's been there watching and practicing at some level, but at the same time, that's not a game. And so it's going to be uh, – but, boy, last night, it's, it's hard to overstate how good he was last night with 33 points in 34 minutes. He, you know, active on both ends, hitting three-pointers. He was awesome yeah. uh, last night for Texas. That, if that continues, Texas will be okay because Max Aceman is going to get you 20 a night. Uh, that's the thing with me is they get the offense going. And figure out the roles. They just got to play defense, Rod, because they're going to score. They're going to score. Uh, but but Rod, Rodney Terry wants is the defense that they need to clamp down on to lead to some offense. Yep. Yeah. And that's why when Dylan DeSue is getting four steals and two blocks, you know that leads to Transition offense the other buckets, way. Yeah. yeah. And and again, Cincinnati. That was a the, the, the thing. If you didn't watch the game, you don't know is that that place was was hopping. That was a and Cincinnati is a great basketball school. Yep. I mean, they, Bob Huggins was there. They were number one in the country at times. I mean, that's that area in, in Ohio. Xavier's big basketball. Cincinnati's a big rival. Then Dayton's right down the road. The Flyers, they've had good teams. I mean, it's, it's a basketball crazy area. And that crowd, was, that was their first ever home Big 12 contest. Uh, so as a member of the Big 12, and you got Texas in town. I'm sure that was played up big and, you know, come, come beat Texas kind of thing. And uh, Longhorns won that game. So that showed you a lot that they could, they could bounce back from what we saw against Texas Tech. Let's be honest, Texas Tech took it to Texas, and they didn't respond very well uh, in that game. So, a long season. Now they get West Virginia. Good to see that. And uh, uh, the upsets, it was uh, Houston with the number one and number two loss last night. Yeah. Uh, Baylor rallied to beat BYU in a good basketball game. So, college hoops starting to uh, to turn some attention. While we're talking NFL, we'll go, uh, NFL and college football, which will go behind that burnt orange curtain. We just had the breaking news from Adam Schefter that the Bears are not. I can't Moving on it. from Matt Eberflus. Yeah, I really can't believe it. And they're they're gonna they're gonna fire the or relieve the offensive coordinator of of his duties. I believe he's wide receiving coach also. They better um, hire a great OC. They better get that yeah, right. They, the offensive coordinator was Luke Getze. He's out. Quarterbacks coach Andrew Jimnoko. Uh, he's out. And also, I think the wide receiving coach Tyke Tolbert. Who was the coach that got got arrested out. during the season for the Bears? Remember this? That was a defensive coach, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, by and, the Feds. We still that was a DC, wasn't it? No, it was a defensive. It's a defensive coach, but we still. I don't know if we ever got spec- specification on what the charges were. Remember, we just uh, they, it's, it's kind of. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not in, in Chicago. It's still a conversation. Open yeah, investigation kind of deal. Can't talk about it probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be that. It could be that kind of thing, maybe. But it, it was a federal thing, though, right? Yes, it, it was, was. It was feds. That's what. That was the scary thing. About well, it. It and the crazy part issue. of it was, uh, it was, it was their defensive coordinator. 
Uh, oh, Ty, so Ty is right about that. I mean, it was uh, um, craziness. Uh, but remember, the former Bear, Petey Tillman, Charles Tillman, the yeah, defensive back? he works for the FBI. He works for the feds. He was the one that, I think, informed the Bears. Uh, he's, about he's, the investigation. Since he's retired from football, his new career, and great for him, by the way, to have a second yeah, career. I this. played with Peanut Tillman. Yeah, that's how I, I, I was. Peanut, I called him Petey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but Bear, former Bears star cornerback Charles Tillman, now an FBI agent, mm -hmm. was reportedly one to inform Matt Eberflus and the general manager what was going on. So, yeah, it's been one of those years for the Bears. That's why you thought there was just going to be a whole house cleaning. Yeah, so you're going to – so it's not a house cleaning. You're just going to allow the, the head coach to stay who is basically – I don't know. It feels like he's almost I don't know, a dead man walking. Like, I, how often do does a coach survive the entire overhaul of their staff? Yeah, I, usually that means that's the, that's the, the beginning of the end for a coach when you have to overhaul the entire staff. Now you just brought the defensive coordinator. I don't know if that's Eberflus's fault, um, but Eberflus is a defensive mind. So if the defense is underachieving, that'll be on him. But now you're gonna get rid of every offensive coach except for what the. O-line coach and the running back coach, and hell, they may get rid of them too, and then keep Matt Eberflus there, and allow him to hire the new coaches, and then allow him to oversee the uh, basically the Drake May or Caleb Williams era. Yeah. When you overhaul the roster with two top ten picks, I don't. This, I don't know a lot. This, it makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense at all. I'm talking. It may somebody make it make sense to me. No, I don't disagree with you. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I can say is they tried to call Jim Harbaugh, and they didn't have a better option, but they should have a better option. Harbaugh said no because Harbaugh wants to go to Vegas or wherever else he's going to land. This is going to be interesting to see. Uh, but you're right. This is, the, this is a critical offseason for that organization. It was, it was, we talked about the Texans and how they had to hit it right, and they did. Because last year they, could, they had the first pick, Rob. They could have taken C.J. Stroud. Like if they're yeah. analyzing the quarterbacks, they could have taken Stroud. They didn't. They, moved, they felt good about Justin Fields, so they moved down but they acquired the Panthers' first-round pick for this year in the move. And now they have the one pick that belonged to Carolina, and they have their own pick, which is a top-ten pick. So you've got to hit both of them in a big way. And, and I guess you know, the next big question, if they're keeping Eberflus in Chicago, is are you keeping Justin Fields? And are you somehow not going to take a quarterback? How about you that make that even, make sense? That would be even dumber. <laughs> I know. I know. That'd be even I dumb. think that's what's going to happen. I told you earlier this week. I, I don't think that's what should they, they should do, but they're stupid. And well, that's dumb. No doubt. Now, I would say, you did now say that, that. You said because they doubled down on stupid, and that would be doubling down on stupid. If you just get Justin Fields' weapons instead of drafting a quarterback, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, but, and maybe there's this. Let me say this for they Chicago. They also fired the running backs coach. I just got that, too. So, if I, so all, the <laughs> all the guys that were hired by April Flues, they're going to fire, but a lot of the guy that made all the hires to stay? Yeah, that is that's a mess. <laughs> and then hired the next group of guys. And this is organizational <laughs> mismanagement and malfeasance because remember uh, when they remember they had Mitch Trubisky, and, yeah, and he, he he you know then they one year into Mitch Trubisky they fired the coach and hired a new coach who didn't draft Mitch Trubisky right so that coach that wasn't <laughs> his guy so then they fire him. Uh, I'm trying to think of the timeline. Yeah, you're right. Because Matt, it was Matt Nagy who's after that. And then Matt they, Nagy. and then they, and then they, then while Matt Nagy was still there, they drafted Justin Fields. Yeah. And, and then they fired him. That, he and they hired Doug, Matt Eberflus, yeah. who didn't draft Justin Fields. <laughs> and they're going to do the same thing now with Drake May or with Caleb Williams because they're going to end up firing Matt Eberflus the way this looks. Yeah. But they'll fire him, like you said, one or two years into the rookie the rookie. No, 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 Rod. You're not thinking like the Bears. Not if they don't draft a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. you got to be thinking as stupid as the Bears are. That's I mean, they're probably thinking they can get a King's Ransom for that first pick. 
right? Yeah, one team wonder, is going to want Caleb Williams that bad. They're willing to, you know, have you an RG3 that, type trade. They better be right about Matt Justin Fields. I mean, that's obviously the key. They got they got to hire the right offensive coordinator because we said this. What if Justin Fields were traded to Atlanta? You know, the key is who's going to be the OC. Um, you know, if you're if you're Eberflus now and you're not thinking in Bears logic, you have to hire a great offensive staff to develop Justin Fields. If you're thinking we're going to put the uh, the number one pick up for ransom. If you're a great offensive coach, you want to go there with a lame duck coach potentially. Look what Eric Bieniemy did. No, went with a lame duck coach potentially. And now he's out. He's like, where am I going to end up now? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you're a young, bright, rising exactly. star. Do you want to go there? No. If they're if you're if you're going to be held to Justin Fields and making sure if, if he doesn't develop, it's going to be blamed on you. Yes, it will be. And yeah. So if you so think about the so the Bears. If Ty is right, if Ty is correct with his pants on today, <laughs> if that is accurate. <laughs> The Bears are going to potentially move off the first pick in back-to-back years and not take a quarterback? They would, though. Look at their quarterback history. I know. Look at their quarterback I mean, I think history. What, what Ty's saying, that for the two years in a row, they're going to move off one to t- and not take a transcendent franchise-type quarterback. Uh, could have taken C.J. Stroud last year. Could wow. take Caleb Williams or Drake May this year. If they were to do that, Rod. That's malpractice, bro. That's, oh, man. That's, that's straight-up malpractice. It really is. Because whatever Justin Fields can become – most people don't think he'll ever be Caleb Williams. No. I no. mean, come on. I, I think we've seen enough to know. I don't think Justin Fields is a straight-up bust, but I agree. I think Caleb Williams has a much higher ceiling and upside. It's like you have a chance to upgrade quarterback and head coach, and you're choosing not to upgrade it. Fire everybody. But that, goes, Seriously. that goes to ownership. That's that a, goes to ownership. Yeah. Because I like the GM. The GM did a good job yeah, of that, putting him in this position. Where they have multiple picks in the top ten. And yeah, that's dumb. Just... Uh, because, again, uh, you, the, the, the big knock on Justin Fields is he doesn't read defense as well. He's slow to react in the pocket. He can run. But, man, it doesn't, you can tell pretty quick. C.J. Stroud, it doesn't take long to figure out a guy can, can no. you know. You'll know in the first year. Even if they hadn't made the playoffs in Houston, which is a benefit, you, you still knew. You see the flashes. This guy the can play. Yeah, you see This it. guy can play. Uh, Justin Fields, what are you, in year four now? Come on now. I mean, uh, this he drafted is, him in 2021, so 21. Going into year four. So he's going into year four. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're you still not sure? Up. I know. And so so you're right. Here's the, the, the Bears. First of all, you remember the Bears had Mark Tressman as their head coach? I do. So remember they, fired, they, they hired John Fox in 2015, and he only lasted until 2017, but they draft uh, Mr. Trubisky, I believe, in 2017. I believe he was a 2017 quarterback. Hired Matt Nagy in 2018. Um, and then basically started moving on from the Trubisky experiment, what, around 2019, 2020? Yeah. They were done with mm-hmm. Trubisky by then. And then drafted Justin Fields in 2021, uh, fired Matt Nagy the next year, and, <laughs> and Matt Eberflus is in. And now they're going to basically repeat this same cycle with if they draft the quarterback, if they're smart enough to at least draft a quarterback to potentially get them out of this hell hole of a downward spiral hellscape they're in. Um, then they probably would repeat the same process. So history just keeps repeating itself. With the, with and the not Bears learning. Right and lo- yeah. that's, that's called, uh, psych- what is it, insanity. Yes, uh, it's definitely <laughs> repeating the same thing over and over again. Well, we'll see. Results. We'll see because, yeah, if they take Caleb Williams and then Matt Eberflus is dead man walking, the new coach can come in having not drafted Caleb Williams. Uh, again, uh, unreal. But, and you know what, until they do all that, we'll see. They could uh, take the quarterback, trade Justin Fields, you know, all hire a good staff. By the way, where is Eric Bieniemy going to land? Do you think? Any, I think I he might get the head coaching job in Washington. Ooh, that would be interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, he he proved himself this year to be a good offense coordinator with not many weapons and a, you know a, essentially a rookie QB. Well, here's what I'll say on that, and I'm not saying he's not worthy. I'm saying 
the new owner is looking to make a splash, and fans in Washington are mad. Like, they're real mad. They are mad. And rightfully. Dan Snyder was a terrible owner for 20-plus years. Terrible. They have a, the worst stadium in football. Um, but this new owner and is trying to make – to rebrand the whole thing. And that's the only thing I would say about Eric Bieniemy is I think he wants to bring in some a new face, fresh face. I think they want to get in the Harbaugh thing. They uh, should. And the more you read about Atlanta and, and Arthur Blank, they want to make a splash. They're not in this – they didn't fire Arthur Smith to hire – a coordinator nobody knows. It might be the right hire, but for the fan base, they're going to hire, you know, Kirby Smart was the name we heard. They want to yeah. go after that type of coach that's going to re- resonate they splash. with the fan base. They splash. Uh, and again, I keep going back to Houston, but Houston hired a coordinator, but it was D'Amico Ryans, who everybody loves. Every right. every player, every fan in Houston was well, like, was oh, man. hometown favorite. Oh, man, I love this. There and, yeah. and then to hear that D'Amico Ryans turned down the afternoon interview with other jobs because he wanted the he, Houston he wanted job. That job. I think that's kind of what Washington fans are looking for. They want a coach that wants to, to come and resurrect the Washington football team. I agree with that. Uh, and because they're a proud fan base. Back to the Joe Gibbs days and before, gosh, Vince Lombardi. You know, this, that's a proud fan base that Daniel Snyder has ruined and, and mistreated. Um, you, you wonder who – I don't know as a new owner, you've got you to make a splash higher. I don't yeah. know who that is. Exactly. But it's it, got, it, it could be the name, like you said, or it could be just a proven commodity, like a trading for a Belichick or something like ooh, that. You know? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, I, I could see I could see them trading for How about for a trading Belichick. for Belichick and then the Patriots just hire Mike Vrabel? Yes, that, that Vrabel one makes way too much sense. Uh, him and Belichick actually have the same agents, too. Um, and well, he knows his ownership group. Since he's just got at odds with the Tennessee on Tennessee Titans ownership group, um, he knows he'll get, get along with the – ownership of the Patriots. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. They love each other. Well, <laughs> and, and this is, yeah, it, it, you kind of keep the Patriot way going with, mm-hmm. the, with a fresh face. And I mentioned Arthur, Arthur Smith. He could come as offensive coordinator if, if Brable likes him. Brable had him in Tennessee. If he does That's what him. got him to the Atlanta job. It's not a bad idea. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have a new offensive mind uh, where that offense is, you know, in the, in the Stone Ages. They got to bring it and develop it and make it a lot better. So yeah, a lot, lot of moving parts happening in in pro football right now. But uh, the fact that we we all thought the Bears were firing their coach and they're not is just befuddling. But it also goes to we and we've talked about this with Jim Harbaugh. You know, we talk about the the, the, the state of these teams that are that have head coaching vacancies and um, the different advantages, right? Whether it be salary cap space or whether it be draft capital, those t- different types of factors. Um, one of the ones we don't talk about enough is just, man, do you like the owner? Yeah, and, oh, that's 100% and, and you don't true. know a lot about these owners, right? Because they're billionaires. They kind of stay behind the scenes. But some of these owners have really showed their hand over the years in the way they operate. Right? And uh, some of their impatience. We talked about the Panthers owner. You talked about you'd never want to work for a guy like that. Um, so I do think in situation, Jim Harbaugh, since he does have the – he's in a catbird seat and will have his options. I think a big factor that we, we don't talk about enough because we don't have enough information about is what owners uh, would he like to work for? Well, that's the reason I mentioned the, the Raiders because he yep. does have Tom Brady there. Yep. And if Tom Brady can sell him on Mark 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 Davis, like he'll stay out of the way, man. Yeah. I'll handle Mark. That's why you I handle the team. I'll handle Mark. I mentioned the Chargers <laughs> with the Spanos family. They, you know, he was at San Diego for a while. I don't know if there's any history between the Spanos and Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. 
And look, his brother John's been in the NFL forever. He knows everybody, and then and he can he can get exactly. that intel yep. uh, of where you want to be and where you don't want to be. And yes, he is in the Catsburg seat without a doubt. Can be interesting. Can you imagine the same organization in Washington who at the you know after he built the Green Bay Packers brought in Vince Lombardi, if they brought in Bill Belichick here at the end of his career? Yeah, That'd Vince Lombardi was a coach for the, for the Washington. Washington. Washington yeah. yeah, that's where he died. Yeah, at the end of his career, he died while he was he coaching. Yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah, Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're Bill Belichick, explain me well, maybe why you don't want to do that. <laughs> Not to yeah, make a joke. no, well, no, I'm with you though. But I think Bill Belichick wants to coach again, and I think he will get a chance. I do too. He's gonna get a chance because, uh, like you said, there there are a couple of owners they want they want a proven coach. They don't want a young hotshot, you know, riser because they probably have already hired one and it didn't work out yeah. potentially. All right, we'll come back. When we do, Rod's taking us behind the BOC one more time. Texas football in the transition phase of their offseason. Who's coming, who's going? Rod will tell us next. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, that time of year. NFL coaching carousel up and running. It was interesting on the Rich Eisen show yesterday here on the Horn Run. Uh, he had the former Tennessee Titan tackle Taylor Luan on. Oh, yeah. And they were talking about the Michigan win because he went to Michigan. Oh, Taylor and then Luan. the story broke? The story broke about wow. Jim Grable while he was on, and oh. Taylor Luan was, like, vi- visibly angry. Shaking. He was yeah. angry. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I bet because I, it was, it was, I think it sent shockwaves through the uh, Tennessee Titans fandom and community. They, people did not expect this. No. They, they, they expect, and honestly, they expected – if there was a move made, um, it probably would have been, you know, siding with Mike Vrabel. Yeah. But they just hired this GM, so they weren't going to fire the GM they just hired. It's just, yeah, I mean, I think they believe that the relationship between Vrabel and Rand Carthen was irreparable. There was nothing they could do to salvage it. And because I'm with you, Mike Vrabel's a proven head coach. That's a bad ownership decision to get rid of a coach that has proven himself at the highest levels. It looked good for the GM, Randy Carthen, but he hadn't proven himself. No. <laughs> we don't know if his vision is going to work. We know. Listen, guys, Mike Vrabel's winning games without an elite quarterback. You know how hard it is to win games, playoff games in the NFL without an elite quarterback? It's tough. And yet Mike Vrabel did it year after year with, what was it, whether it's Ryan Tannehill you threw out there, hell, you Lately, Blaine Gabbert, well, you, Malik Willis. Yeah, you've taken us Marcus through it. Marcus Mariota. I mean, he uh, oh, he yes. was just at odds with everybody in the front office, and maybe that's on the front office. And time will tell in Tennessee. I'm a I'm a I don't root for anybody named Adam, so I hope for their demise. And I yeah. did my I did like Mike Vrabel, so I could kind of root for it. Not anymore. Tennessee. I hope they uh, get it wrong and get it wrong again and get it wrong again. That's yeah. my hope. Because uh, the Texans, I want them to beat the Titans every time. That's true. I would also say this that. Uh, you know, go go to the point you just made that they they were the number one seed in the AFC a couple of playoff seat runs ago, and um, they had Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> and why didn't they win that playoff game in Nashville? Because Joe Burrow was a lot better than Ryan Tannehill. Exactly. Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions. He was he looked like Ryan Tannehill. And, in that game. and Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow on their way to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So but, they still got them three playoff trips in six and years. And that's why if it's, if there guys. was if there was a way in New England. Uh, to bring him in, they have the third pick in the draft. You could take a quarterback and maybe give him an elite quarterback to work with in New England, and uh, we'll see from there. Uh, by the way, I didn't know this until I looked at it during the break. Vince Lombardi was only 57 years old when he died. Did you know that? 
Yes. Uh, yeah, I knew, he, I knew he was young, but I didn't know he was that young. 57. That, that, that's really young. Yeah. I knew uh, he was younger. I didn't know he was that young. Yeah. He was. Uh, you know, he did a lot in a short amount of time with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he did. Uh, building that team and th- that dynasty, uh, the first NFL dynasty in Green Bay. Uh, pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, we're talking coaching and who's going where. Uh, at, you should be listening to that Rich Eisen show every single day, by the way. It's good stuff. They always, he always has great guests. And, of course, Rich Eisen is a Michigan guy. Yes, so they he were is. celebrating the Wolverines win yesterday, and uh, that, was a, that was a moment with Taylor Lewan being on the air when, the, when his coach got fired, his, coach. his former coach. And, and he's he was, about to lose the, his, his college coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the NFL. Yeah, well, as I said earlier, speaking of Michigan, all Ohio State fans immediately wanted to say, okay, can we hire Mike Vrabel? I mean, we want Vrabel. We'll take him. I think a lot of NFL teams are like, oh, I'll, we'll take that guy. I didn't know Vrabel was available. <laughs> if I would have traded for him, I think some teams were like, no, I would have expedited that trade uh-huh. if I knew he was available. I remember, if you're tra- trying to hire Vrabel, he is on record saying he would cut, cut off his junk to win a Super Bowl. Don't you want your coach that committed? <laughs> he did say that on a he podcast. Cut off his job. He's basically like, I've, I've, I've had enough sex in my life. He said, and I've had, as I got kids and a family, he said, I've done I'm enough. I'm married with this. three kids. I don't said, need it. A Super Bowl <laughs> ring would matter more to me than my junk. And I was like, I'd cut off the tip of my pinky or maybe my full pinky for a Texas National Championship or a Cowboys Super Bowl. That's not much of a, you know, I think most Texas fans would do that. <laughs> they cut off tip the, of their pinky. Tip of the pinky for a national title? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I'd What about do full that. pinky? I, I wouldn't. I, didn't I don't go think there. I would mutilate myself for Texas football because I did it already. You would be yeah, a hero. Yeah, you, you put your body on the line. <laughs> I already did it. So I don't think, I don't think I'm No, but it. like everybody in the fan base will know like you're the reason. Like you, cutting off, you cutting off your pinky was the reason. Everybody that's logical also know that you weren't the reason. But uh, <laughs> Well, this is a hypothetical here. No, I get yeah. you. I get you. Well, that's a good point about the hypothetical. And I do think Mike Vrabel, um, he would miss it eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he no, can say I, what I, he wants. Nah, nah, there's no doubt. He'd be like, <laughs> damn got, it. He got prosthetics these days. Yeah. That's true. You could get a, a bionic penis. Uh, you know, Super Bowls are nice, and he won them as a player. Yeah. But, you know, you get to be but older, money. and your kids are all grown, and you're like, oh, damn. Penis transplants. I mean, I'm sure he can afford it. He's got a lot of money. So, I'm with you, Ty. You cut the penis <sighs> off, you get the Super, Bowl tro- the Super Bowl ring, and then penis transplant. You can go bigger and better. Boom. Bigger and better. Does it yeah. feel the same, though? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Well, sure. Well, it's got it. Hopefully. Well, otherwise, what's the point? It's got to feel this close to the same, right? I don't know. I mean, you I, get to pick it? I think you – well, I don't know if you get to pick it. There's only so many out there. It's available. <laughs> it's not well, a lot of like, go to the available. shop or what yeah, are we doing I think here? Gotta, I, I think sure whatever the first something. one's available. No. I think somebody's got to have a traumatic accident, and they have to donate an organ to you. I don't know. I mean, oh, that, you get to go down to the cadaver farm? And <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you have to get it. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. Y'all got me down this rabbit hole. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I do know there's a – you can have a penis transplant, though. That's all I pretty much know. I don't know if it feels the same or whatever. I need to move off of this. There's too much to say at that point. <laughs> you could be Michelle Brable. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Not, nothing's wrong with that. <laughs> I had to. Sorry. I don't get drunk. I mean, oh, I mean, man. I guess what I'm thinking is, it, does it have to be a Caucasian? Does it? I mean, what are we doing? I don't. No, what no. I believe there was a penis transplant where a a man of a different race, sure, got a di- a different you know colored penis. For I will look it up right now. I swear. Like My a, Google history is going to be crazy. Is there like a catalog for this? I mean, what are we doing? Do no, I'm serious. Because it was, it was, a, it was a, I remember that the headline because it was in the New York Post. And it was specifically like, I think a white dude got a, <laughs> a, a black penis transplanted on his body. I swear to God. That's like I'm the, that's like right the guys that, that break their legs to get them lengthened to be taller. And then they can't like. Oh like, yes, I've seen legs. those dudes. Yes. They break their legs. What? Oh, to my, get you, taller. The leg length or like height surgery. Yeah. Oh, they, they, no. like, they grow like you can grow up to like eight inches. So I mean, like if you're five, a white dude six and you dudes. get that, if you're a white dude and you do that, you got to tell the girl before. 
What? Well, oh, the black. I mean, I think <laughs> that different, would... different color job. Like you'd have to let her know, right? <laughs> That's got to be a deal breaker. Like, I've... why is it a deal breaker? Whoa, no, you no, I'm not racist toward different types of that. I'm just saying, if, if I'm sure, if I pulled down my pants and a girl saw a strapped-on <laughs> penis, like they would, they would, they would oh, have some questions. Yeah, you'd have to tell them. Not strapped on, but sewed on, I guess. I don't know. It's like my buddy in college, Mark. My buddy in college came home with a girl. Came home with a girl from Sixth Street Rod, (laughs) and he she didn't tell her him that she had a prosthetic leg until he found out. Oh well, (laughs) and she just like threw it up on the nightstand. (laughs) Did it stop? Did it deter him? Oh hell no. Yeah, honestly, he probably perked up like, okay, we can do some different stuff here. We can get creative here now. True We're story. No. One. Well, that is now he was a little taken aback when she started pulling that thing off. <laughs> that is great. Oh. That is fantastic. Oh, you know, so I, thought, I thought we couldn't top the story about no pants, Todd. Oh. I think we might have topped it. That's a know. great story right there. Can we get your roommate on to tell that story? No, not my roommate. My buddy Mark. Your I, buddy Mark? I, I don't uh, even know where he's at. Let me try to see if I can find him. We got to find that's, your buddy Mark because that's a great story. That is a great story. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you had a different color piece of, piece of, piece of you know what, yeah. you would have to tell them. Uh, you can't yeah, let them find that out and surprise. You don't want, you don't want to surprise <laughs> them that way because maybe they are racist. And then they, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and they see it and go, whoa. <laughs> and you, you don't want the racist to come out at that time. And then, time and then when uh, – she asked, why did you do that? You say, I want a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> she break out the Super Bowl ring. Why'd you do that? Oh, Super Bowl ring. Super I, Bowl I'm ring. A Boom. <laughs> I'm a champion. Oh, I found the New York Daily News article. Uh, this was from 2017. Black man receives white penis transplant and plans to tattoo it black. So he was going to tattoo oh. it. He was going to tattoo it the, the right color. Do it before they put it on. Yeah, so it's a white penis. He wanted to, he wanted to be the same color as him, so uh, wait, he's going to tattoo it. So yeah. did he need the surgery, or did he <laughs> want like a, a transplant? He needed it because it was 17 years. He lost his penis in, like, a traumatic accident. Oh, God. And he no. needed – and it was, now technology finally, finally caught up, and it can, they can have penis transplants. So he got one of the first, but like I said, you can't choose. You got to go with the first penis available, and it was a white penis, and he was like, I'll take it, but I'll just <laughs> – I'll tattoo that thing. Somebody said you could probably order through Amazon. <laughs> just – <laughs> it says it's like the pick apart auto yard. You just need to get the same color. <laughs> so you do know it. You can tattoo the color. Did you ever go to one of those places, the pick apart yard? <laughs> it's right over here, right on South Congress. And right? like whatever you need for your car, you just yeah. You it's just a it's just a whole field of old junk cars. And you, oh, and you just walk through and find yeah. the nearest model to yours. And if you're looking for a, a specific part. Uh, that, that you don't, then you can t- pull it out. You t- jump on there, you get your wrench, and you can pull that bad boy out of there. <laughs> Sounds like a really sick and morbid like uh, episode. Oh, it's a of, weird place. Dark, uh, <laughs> well, you, well, you can also sell your car to them. They'll buy your car if you're yeah. it's a junker. It's an well, old I'm junker. I'm thinking about your comparison to the transplant <laughs> organ <laughs> donation. <laughs> just walking by, like, oh, that's a good one. Right, I'll take that one. That one's too big. That one's too small. I like that one. Whatever. But either way, that's. So anyway, I don't know how we got on the story, but yes. Well, I mean, at happens. the end of the day, Mike Vrabel should just let his wife. Pick it, you know. She's the one's got to. Never mind. That's all right, can well. We, what if they get divorced? You don't want her picking. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. She's gonna pick point. a small one because she don't want you to ever cheat on her. I Your wife might do that. This little teeny weeny one. <laughs> it's cute. It's so cute. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't we, know. The, we, yeah, it's fifth hour. It I'm is sorry, Wednesday. Guys. Yep, hump day. <laughs> we'll uh, uh, appropriately. Let's go to the uh, behind the. Do we do we have time for this? Let's do one more behind the burn orange curtain, a quick one. Yes, so. And they were all asking <laughs> themselves the same question: What is behind that curtain? 
All right, uh, real quickly, the big headlines from behind the Burns curtain. David Binder announcing yesterday that he will return to the 40 Acres. That is big news. A lot of changes in that linebacker room. This has stabilized things a little bit. Losing Jalen Ford, Jeff Choate. Uh, the linebackers coach leaving to take the uh, Nevada job, uh, but bringing back Anthony Hill, bringing back Amo Blackwell, and now bringing back David Bender, I do think you have enough veteran experience now stabilize that room. And as he pointed out, you know, uh, last recruited two recruiting uh, classes ago, you did bring in like five linebackers in that uh, recruiting class. Uh, Leon LaFau, uh, Samaja Burrell, you brought in a good crew of linebackers. And they, they recruited one linebacker in this class. They signed one, I should say. Yeah. And this was last. They only offered one. Yeah, the kid at the Ty very Anthony end. Ty Smith. Ty Anthony Smith, yeah, who just played really, in the All-American game last weekend. They was really like him because, I mean, they Out really, of Jasper. Yeah, they only offered one linebacker because they didn't need, based on the the numbers, the recruiting numbers, I don't know if they needed a linebacker in this class because, as he pointed out, they had five in uh, the uh, recruiting class two cycles ago. and The Arch Manning class. The Arch Manning <laughs> class. You're right. I should, I should start referring to it as the Arch Manning class. And Mo Blackwell, I think, uh, gave you some quality uh, reps last year. Anthony Hill's going to be a star. You 